Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 554, Feb 8, 2021. It was 50 degrees on this day in 1991, and then again in 2002. It was 29 below on this day in 1899. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Suchere. Where is Reavers? Do we know? I don't Hopefully think we do. Alive. I didn't think much of that game, boys. How long did you stay with it? I watched the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh. There's no, uh, there's no denying Brady is superb, but I just can't root for a guy who sleeps in a hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> uh, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> How'd you like that halftime show? I uh, did. I paid scant attention to that. Uh, but if it's true that that guy spent seven million of his own money to stage that. He's dumber than a mud fence. Yes. Seven million of his own money to stage that. It was pathetic. Uh, What were the people in bandages? What was that deal? I didn't understand that. The red guys, red coats, and and wearing underwear masks. Yeah, I didn't get it. It was the worst halftime show since, what was it, 92 in Minneapolis? Yeah, when we had the Winter Wonderland. (laughs) The Frosty Rap. Yeah. You know, the other day I was wondering... Uh, will the Washington Post fact-check Biden the way they fact-checked Trump for lies, right? right? Yeah. And uh, Jordy has alerted me to this piece that he got from the Daily Caller. Glenn Kessler, a fact-checker from the Washington Post, has stated that he will not count false claims made by Biden during his presidency, similar to how they were counted during the Trump presidency. On an interview with CNN, Kessler stated that in the case of the Biden-Harris transition team, we identified five factual statements he made, and we wanted to know what was the basis for this. Within 15 minutes, we received citations to those factual statements, and they all checked out. Uh, Washington Post fact-checker Kessler will not count false Biden claims like Trump's. I assume the Biden presidency will be a lot like the Obama presidency and that they will be responsive and be able to quickly back up what they are saying, uh, he said. <laughs> wow. Kessler, Kessler then went on to address the fact-checking that was associated with the Trump presidency, to which he said generally the Trump White House almost never responded to our inquiries because, of course, a lot of what the president said could not be defended or explained in terms of where he got his so-called facts. So uh, apparently uh, we're not going to even bother with the Trump. They're going to assume that Trump is a uh, – I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Biden is uh, uh, just apparently very honest and forthcoming – and uh, they won't they won't bother to fact check. Plus, at this age, you think he could get away with? I forgot. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of video going around, and I can't verify it, so I've never mentioned it. But it is hilarious video of Biden stumbling over some uh, statistics in regards to the uh, the vaccine and how it'll by this summer we'll have 300 Americans vaccinated and and you know he goes on and on and on with these ridiculous statements to the point where I think they've probably been engineered. Hmm. Uh, it's not that I'm looking to uh, 
to to defend Biden against this. But it just it's so preposterous that I, I happen to feel that they've been manipulated, which is a big problem we face uh, in America is what what can you believe? You really right. got to be careful about what you can believe. But apparently the Washington Post is very uh, at peace with the idea that they don't have to be careful with Biden because, you know, he's he's their guy. And obviously he's going to tell you the truth on everything. So there you have well, it. Well, uh, that's, <laughs> that's no surprise coming from them. I mean, they're they're corrupt and evil. Well, I don't know if it's corrupt and evil. They certainly uh, – well, the whole, the whole craft of reporting is just – become so corrupted in my lifetime. It's just, it's just, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. I'm going to give you an example. Here we go. So I'm reading the paper this morning and there's a big piece, well, big piece, uh, you know, a modest sized piece uh, in the Star Tribune with the headline, Himalayan Glacier Breaks Off, 140 Missing. It's a dreadful story. Yes. Indian rescue crews struggled to reach trapped victims Sunday after a part of a glacier in the Himalayas broke off and released a torrent of water and debris that slammed into two hydroelectric plants. At least nine people were killed and 140 were missing uh, in a disaster experts said appeared to point to global warming. We couldn't even get past the first paragraph without assigning this to global warming. Right. So that's an example to me of really lousy reporting. What evidence do you have that this was global warming? Uh, but there's even something more interesting in this. Video from India's northern state of Uttarakhand showed the muddy, concrete, gray floodwaters tumbling through a valley and surging into a dam, breaking it into pieces with little resistance. Before roaring on downstream, the flood turned the countryside into what looked like an ash-colored moonscape. More than 2,000 members of the military, paramilitary groups, and police took part in the search and rescue, including soldiers expert in mountaineering, working into the night under bright lights. The flood was caused when a portion of the Nanda Devi Glacier snapped off in the morning, releasing water trapped behind it. It rushed down the mountain and into other bodies of water, forcing the evacuation of many villages along the banks of the Alakanda and uh, Lahanga rivers. Okay. A hydroelectric plant on the Alakanada was destroyed, and a plant under construction on the Dilahanga was damaged, said Vivek Pandey, a spokesman for the paramilitary Indo-Tibetan border police. Uh, flowing out of the Himalayan mountains, the two rivers meet before merging with the Ganges River. Uh, Pandey, the, uh, the uh, spokesman, said that at least 42 workers were trapped in two tunnels at the Dilanga project. Twelve were rescued, while at least 30 others remained stranded. The rescues uh, used ropes, and let me, let me get, to the, uh, get to the point here. Uh, Anjal Prakash, research director and adjunct professor at the Indian School of Business, who has contributed to UN-sponsored research on global warming, said that while data on the cause of the disaster was not yet available... This looks very much like a climate change event, as the glaciers are melting due to global warming. Well, B as in B, S as in S. But here's a very interesting question that I popped into my mind as I read this. If you experts are so quick uh, to blame this uh, tragedy on global warming, why were you building a second new hydroelectric plant where the first one is? If, if, if you suspected this, 
If you're so quick to say this is global warming, why in the hell wouldn't you build that plant somewhere else if you suspect glaciers are going to start breaking off? It's a good catch. Right. What are you doing? But they'll never be asked that question. What you, a hydroelectric plant on the Alaknanda, that's one of the rivers, mm-hmm. was destroyed. And a plant under construction on the Dalaganga, the other river where they meet, was damaged. Well, then what the hell did you, you – it's under construction. Why did you put it there? You put it there because you never took global warming into consideration, you frauds. And you experts, who are the experts? Who are the experts? Right. The uh, the scientists. Well, they're using words like it appears to be global warming, but we're not disputing global warming here. We're just disputing the cause of it. So, you know, if the earth is warming up and these things are melting, it's happening, right? No, I don't. I dispute global warming. I, uh, to me, it's not plausible that a uh, you know a half a degree of increase in temperatures is going to make a glacier ruin a hydroelectric plant. Well, wait now. Let, let's you you believe that there the temperature fluctuates that's what the the other glaciers melted here because our planet heats up and cools down it's just not as a result of what kind of car you're driving and uh, man-made uh, items cannot affect the climate but the naturally climate, the climate is always changing fluctuates what was around, what melted the glaciers has. What melted the glaciers? There was no industrial revolution when they came through here 15,000 years ago. Actually, it's more like 10,000 years, but okay. you're right. But it wasn't, it wasn't me and my car. A strong sun, maybe? It wasn't a coal-fired plant. No. The temperature, the climate changed. There's no climate emergency. There is none. Boy, I wish it would change from what it is today right now. But... but but for the for the Associated Press to have written that, that's you might as well say a uh, an electric plant in International Falls uh, shut down was shut down this morning due to damage to a transformer. Experts say climate change is suspected. It'd be the same thing, hmm. right? And that AP piece used verbiage, verbiage that uh, kind of makes me think that they didn't do the legwork in the investigation uh, work required to to put that down as a fact. Uh, it appears that global warming is a factor and other things Hello? like that. Yeah. Did I we lose you we guys? Are. I lost Kenny for a minute. Oh, you did? I Here I am. Okay, a couple more things. Uh, if you experts, uh, weren't you aware uh, possibly that, that a glacier above your hydroelectric plants uh, could be in suspicion of corruption? Uh, does anybody? Did anybody ever take a look at them? Uh, did anyone ever wonder what the percentages were that that uh, would result in such a mishap? And apparently not, because you're telling me you have a new one under construction in the same valley right. beneath the glacier. So what were you thinking? Well, they weren't thinking because they weren't going to blame global warming. It's just they're going to blame it now because they got to come up with something. But it's no different than if a power plant uh, shut down because a transformer broke in the cold weather in Ely to say experts uh, are believing that this is a climate change event. No, it'd be cold and the transformer broke down. It's winter. It's 20 below up here. There's a guy named uh, Dr. Indur Gaklani. Oh. he denies that there is a climate emergency. Kelsey alerted me to this piece. 
uh, he is, well, let me give you his credentials. He's, he's renowned. Uh, let me find the, the credentials here. Because uh, this just isn't, a, this just isn't a podcast host telling you this. Uh, where in the hell are his credentials? Give me his name again. Uh, well, hell, they were in here. Dr. His Green. name is, uh, Howard. Indur, I-N-D-U-R, Gokhlani, G-O-K-L-A-N-Y. Got him. Yeah. He Good was part you. of the, uh, you know, intergovernmental panel on climate change for the U.N. Is a science and technology policy analyst for the United States Department of the Interior, where he holds a position of assistant director of programs, science, and technology policy. Mm-hmm. Well, thank God for this fellow pushing back. Right. Well, how long is he going to last in Joe Biden's administration? That's a great question. Uh, In the comments on the story, there was that question. Will this guy get deplatformed now? Of course he will. He he says, the climate may have changed for the warmer, but most extreme weather phenomena have not become more extreme, more deadly, or more destructive. Empirical evidence directly contradicts claims that increased carbon dioxide has reduced human well-being. In fact, human well-being has never been better. Whatever detrimental effects warming and higher carbon dioxide may have had on terrestrial species and ecosystems, they have been swamped by the contribution of fossil fuels to increased biological productivity. This has halted and turned around reduction in habitat loss. The report will make largely depressing reading for all of the prominent environmental activists from the Pope and doom goblin Greta Thunberg to the Great Reset's Klaus Schwab who have been pushing the climate emergency narrative. It is an article of faith for the globalist elite and their useful idiots in the media, in politics, in business, and in the entertainment field that the world is on a course for climate disaster which only radical and costly international action can prevent. But Gokhlani's report, Impacts of Climate Change, Perceptions and Reality, claims there is little, if any, evidence to support that narrative. At the end, Gokhlani provides a table setting out all the scaremongering claims by environmental groups and then comparing them with observed reality. Remember, you're being asked to disbelieve your own reality. And my reality is it's one below right now. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Because it's winter. But that's my observed reality. I'm not sitting here sweltering under an 80-degree February day, which would be terribly unusual, wouldn't it? Yes. One of the claims sta- uh, Only one of the claims stands up, according to the study. The weather has been getting slightly warmer. More hot days and fewer cold days? Yes. Cyclones, hurricanes, more intense or frequent? No. Tornadoes increase and become more intense? No. Floods more frequent and more intense? No. Droughts more frequent and intense? No. Area burned by wildfires increasing? No. Area peaked in the mid-19th century. Cereal yields decreasing? No. They have tripled since 1961. Food supplies per capita decreasing? No, they've increased by 31% since 1961. Land areas and beaches shrinking? Coral islands submerged? No, marginal expansion. None of the doom-mongering claims made about a decline in human welfare stands up. Access to cleaner water is increased. 
mortality from extreme weather events has declined by 99% since the 1920s. Fewer people are dying from the heat. Death rates from climate-sensitive diseases like malaria and diarrhea have decreased. Since 1900, malaria death rates have declined 96%. Wow. Hunger, hunger, rate, hunger rates have declined. Poverty has declined. GDP per capita has quadrupled. Since 1950, even as CO2 levels have sextupled. Life expectancy has more than doubled since the start of industrialization. Health-adjusted life expectancy has increased. Global inequality has decreased in terms of incomes, life expectancies, and access to modern-day amenities. The earth is green and more productive. Habitat loss to agriculture has peaked due to fossil fuel-dependent technologies. It will be hard for green activists to dismiss Gaklani as a denier. His credentials as a climate expert are impeccable. He was a member of the U.S. uh, delegation that established the International Panel on Climate Change and helped develop its first assessment report. He subsequently served as a U.S. delegate to the IPCC and as an IPCC reviewer. Golkani says, Almost everywhere you look, climate change is having only small and often benign impacts. The impact of extreme weather events, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, and droughts, are, if anything, declining. Economic damages have declined as a fraction of global GDP. Death rates from such events have declined 99% since the 1920s. Climate-related disease has collapsed, and more people die from the cold than the warm. Even sea level rise, predicted to be the most damaging impact of global warming, seems to be much less of a problem than thought, according to his study. Well, it must be because Obama bought the oceanfront joint in Hawaii. Yes. Then he got the so oceanfront joint on Martha's Vineyard. Right. He got both the coasts. Maybe he know. Maybe he consulted with Gottlaney here. Well, it doesn't say when he enjoy, uh, joined the uh, Department of the Interior. My mm-hmm. question is, how long is he going to last? And how come Trump wasn't trotting this guy out once or twice a month? Yeah. This right. was, why are we just hearing about him now? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. Maybe he just released this report right now. But we've established his credentials, and he's not a podcast host. He's a real guy with a brain. And He uh, took part in a film that sounds interesting that we need to find and watch. Uh, he took part in the making of Policy Peril, while global, why global warming policies are more dangerous than global warming itself. <laughs> well, of course they are, because, Kenny, as we... This has nothing to do with the environment. This is a global reorganization of wealth. It has nothing to do with environment. Nothing. It never has and never will. And the government can't even solve real problems. What makes us think they can solve an imaginary one? We can't even get a vaccine program. But we're going to, we're going to figure out the unknowable might of nature. No, you're not. You're going to just tax people more and that money's going to go around the world more. And you're uh, you're not going to have accomplished anything regarding what the climate is supposed to be. You can't control the climate. It has always changed and always will. Now, speaking of we can't even come up with a vaccine program, I got the shot. I got the first shot. Did you? How'd that go? Downtown Minneapolis on a Friday night. How'd yeah. that play out? I was I was full of trepidation. Uh, not because I didn't want to. Not because of the shot. Because I. The day before, a buddy of mine had also gone to the Minneapolis Convention Center and was in line for two hours and ten minutes. And I didn't want to go to downtown Minneapolis on a Friday night and come out of there uh, having to save the CP's life 
uh, right. against a carjacking. Taking a bullet? Taking a bullet at 10 o'clock. Different kind of shot. Well, here's what happened. None of those worries uh, came to fruition. We, the moral of the story is uh, if you're going to go get a vaccine shot at the convention center, go on a Friday night at dinner time when it's 10 below. There wasn't anybody. We were in and out there in 15 minutes. Well, oh, perfect. I think, and, and as I pretty much, I tweeted out earlier today that uh, we really should save the vaccine for the people that really need it. You mm-hmm. know, like those uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans that are uh, partying in the streets. Though they should be the first ones that get the uh, the vaccination. Well, Any side effects, Such? No. To to reinforce the idea that you're completely on your own. This was done. Because Patrick knew someone who the CP also knows, and the CP got in touch with the woman Patrick knew who helped him sign up. And the next thing you know, the CP's got us signed up for this thing, and you get the uh, corroboration email, and you're, you get your appointment, and you're ready to go. Uh, the CP's elderly aunt, I think she's 91 or 2, but in okay. pretty spry condition, she was out to dinner last week, and the uh, the woman who runs the club where she was dining said, have you gotten your shot yet? And she said no. So she went in her office, got on the computer, and came back and said, here's your appointment. You're going to such and such place Thursday morning at Hot 7 a.m. damn. I mean, wow. this is what you have to do. Basically, We're on our own. Yeah, you're on your own. There's it, no there's no plan for this. The, you just have to be on your own. Yeah, the all we're in all we're in this together is baloney. You're on your own. Yeah, there's there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. Nice. This is just people getting on the computer and figuring it out. Which if it had it been left to me, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> Cuz I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been very good at it. Right. You know, gee whiz, it's just amazing. But in terms of uh, everyone there was kind and competent, and it didn't take long. It was 15 minutes, but that also has to count. I have to count 15 minutes where you had to sit in the room where they wait to see if you die. Oh, if and you're then, woozy? Yeah, and then you get to leave after that. After the death room, you get to leave. They took a look at you and said, oh, no, he was walking uphill when he came in. Yeah. <laughs> Damn near. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, the biggest concern for you is not the not drinking beforehand. Uh, so how, how do things go afterwards? Fine. Fine. No, it was uh-huh. just, uh, you know, uh-huh. what are you going to do? Is it the, is the, is the CP, are you guys getting along better after the shot? Is it, uh, everything? She, she, uh, far more than me was just thrilled beyond measure. Oh, just I bet she walked shoulders back and nose up in the terribly, air. Terribly, terribly excited. Terribly excited. Good. I, I, uh, I didn't have those feelings. I'll be glad to get the vaccine. I hope it works. I have no idea. We have to go back March 5th and you get the second dose. Mm. So then after that, are you reporting back into work? You know, it's a good question. I, I don't, uh, I don't imagine why I should not be able to. What, what, what more can I do? True. I don't know what the protocol is. I don't know what the protocol is here. Well, it's it would be a Hubbard broadcasting protocol, right? Uh, for all I know, uh, Hubbard wants you to stay away, even if you got the shot. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'll find out. I got I got a month to find out. So I th- think they just want me to stay away because I'm me. Yeah, just because you're you. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I did yeah. see that memo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so are you no after March fifth? Are you no longer at risk? Or if you're at risk, are you always at risk? Because it, Let me answer it this way. Yeah. Uh, 
who the hell knows? Okay. Or, I mean, uh, really, really, based on all your reading of, of the vaccine efficacy and all the rest of it, who in the hell knows? The theory is, and I'm getting this from two kids I used to have are, you know, pretty involved in the medical profession. Yep. And what they tell me is, you know, you, you are not guaranteed not to get COVID. Correct. What the vaccine ideally accomplishes is if you get it, it won't be as severe enough to require hospitalization. <coughs> Perfect. Not, I don't think you have it. In so, other words, so it's in a, other words it's a, introduced yeah. to your body, introduced to your body was the, this stuff that'll talk to your body and say, all right, now get ready for this COVID. Let's build up a little defense team here. And then in the event you get it, apparently it will not be, I don't expect well, I'm going to go back and answer your question a different way, Rook. Yep. The answer is no. I think I would still be at risk. Okay. Yeah. What about a year from now when you grow that third nipple right on your forehead? Right. What, would... Any concerns about the third nipple? No, it's the <laughs> anal horn that concerns yeah, me. Yeah, that I, I don't a little wanna, more for me, too. I, I don't want a horn. I wouldn't right. say that. that <coughs> a, horn a, sounds a little stiff. Disturbing, yeah. Right. And the uh, the temptation not to play with it would be... Would be difficult, or show it off, right? Well, Did I like, show you? Look, look what I got! I don't know what a year from now uh, looks like. I, uh, for all I know, this will become uh, seasonal, like getting an annual flu shot. I have no idea. Well, I don't want to toot my anal horn here, but I haven't had the vaccine yet. <laughs> well, you're you you're on your own if you want to get it. Uh, I've never I been tested. I, I have had no no reason to. Go and get tested. I haven't I, had any symptoms. I ate a, ate a lot of spicy meatballs yesterday, so I am tooting my horn. Yes, today. you are. <laughs> well, Rook, you're not in a. You're not in a. Uh, apparently, you're not in a dangerous age group. No, yeah, and that's look why where he works. But but a lot of people say, uh, you know, you should go get. I know some people that test themselves weekly. Mm-hmm. And why would you test yourself if you don't? have any symptoms or people around you don't have any symptoms and everything is fine. I don't, I'm not upset about it. I'm just, I'm confused by that. I've been tested twice. Okay. Uh, both because we wanted to, uh, ensure, uh, kids I used to have, uh, that we were good to go and see them. So in got August, it. in August we got a test and it was negative. And then prior to Christmas, we got a test and it was negative. And that's fine. I don't. I'm not judging at all. I just. I didn't know what everybody else's protocol. I've just never felt the need to go because I haven't had any symptoms. I know a. I know a gal that hasn't been to a grocery store in eleven months. It's oh. Deliveries. Every Is your name deliveries. Deb? My wife? No. Yeah. Are you kidding oh. me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. She'd be the opposite of that person. <laughs> no. She is. She going? No. She's a risk taker. Say, uh, I have great news from our friends at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's a preseason sale on all the bikes, scooters, and ATVs. It's happening now at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. But this is this is how it's going to work. Not only are you going to beat the spring rush and get a better price, but they will provide free storage until spring with every vehicle purchase. 
So you go get the Bentelli e-bike or the kids, uh, the youth ATV or, or a gasoline scooter that turns every urban errand into an adventure. You don't have to worry about struggling in cold weather to get it in your car. You don't have to worry about where you're going to put it when you get home. You don't have to make room in the garage. Tim Bloom will solve that for you. They'll store every purchase until spring, and then you can get it under pleasant circumstances, go home, and start riding right away. It's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61. Yamaha products, helmets, apparel, great, great lineup of electric assist bikes, great service department, and great service. Pickup and deliveries can stop, be arranged. Stop, Storage stop, can be arranged. Stop. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Poking around their Instagram, uh, yeah. EcoFun Motorsports. Kevin is a huge Garage Logic podcast listener, came in wearing his signature GL shirt and picked out a new Yamaha RMA X4 XTR to drive at his property up north. Enjoy the fun adventures and trail rides, and thanks again for your business. So he went and got a cool. What is that, cool Kenny? Four wheeler. Look at oh, four wheeler. Look, look at that. It's up on the camera here right now. That is cool. That He's is got cool. his Garage Logic shirt. Another satisfied customer. Well, they all are. It's Damn. really a neat family business. Yeah, uh, it is. And uh, daughter, uh, daughter Bloom is just a nationally recognized. Uh, go-to expert on the Bentelli e-bike. So you'll be getting really, really good counsel on what you should uh, ride and uh, what size you should ride or what tires might benefit you the most. And you'll you'll be entirely satisfied. It's EcoFun Motorsports. It's on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. Anybody doing anything here? Uh, Kenny is. Do a DK mix here. Right, here we go. When it's cold out, he's still warm and toasty inside. Here's Joe Souchere. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Firearm purchases, they're a lifetime commitment. And what I'm about to propose is just not done. By the way, the sun came up today and DK mags they popped open those doors at 10 a.m. But here's the deal: if you if you have a firearm you don't like or need shotgun, rifle, handgun, personal defense, whatever, it doesn't matter. DK mags will buy it, or better yet, and that's what I do is, is trade it in, trade that firearm in for you. And that goes for Monticello Pawn and Gun too. Same deal up there. GLers, DK mags and Mon- Monticello Pawn and Gun—they're the best full-service gun stores in the metro, and my only choice for guns and ammo and accessories. I even use them. Uh, I use DK for gunsmithing. Good selection there, fair pricing, and what sold me initially still sells me every time I call them. The, the most experienced, friendly staff you'll ever deal with. No snobs here. Special orders and no no big deal. The wait times, you're going to see anywhere from a week to three and a half weeks. It depends on what you're ordering and the availability. Check out their website, dkmags.com, or better yet, stop into DK Mags on Old Aid up in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun. They're easy to find right on the main drag 25 in Monticello, south of the freeway. Uh, vets, police, first responders, y'all, y- all y'all get a special discount. It's a gun shop for GLers, run by GLers. It's DKMags.com. Why would you put a new hydroelectric plant under a glacier? If, oh, never mind. Yeah. You're never going to figure that one out. Over the uh, weekend, did you all get the uh, Amber Alert on your telephones? I did. Yes. I did. Yes. 
That's horrifying, isn't it? And fortunately, uh, the little kid was found safe. And, uh, you know, you people that start your car and then run back into the house and leave the kid in the car, I got news for you. You're not safe doing that anywhere. Anywhere. Right. right. Last night, 7 o'clock, the Walgreens parking lot, Snelling and Randolph, Mm -hmm. my Walgreens, Mom runs into the Walgreens, leaves the car running with the six-year-old in the car. Instantly stolen. She comes out, no car, no kid. That kid was also found safe. Right. In uh, in both cases, uh, suspects have not been arrested. Uh, but the uh, car was found minutes later near McAllister and Niles, which is uh, 200 yards southwest of Walgreens parking lot. So the dunce that took the car didn't get very far. Right. And thank God for quick, I'm assuming a quick police response. Seven o'clock last night. Uh, Officer. Who the hell is uh, the the Mount Curve thing? The uh, Walgreens parking lot. Who is walking around that area doing this? I can't tell my... I can't tell my women folk enough, and I still am convinced they're not paying attention to me. You have really got to check your environment. You have got to look around. If you come out of Walgreens and you see three guys that are kind of lurking near your car, keep walking. Either that or go back in the store. Don't go to your car. Constantly telling that. Officers were able to find the six-year-old girl unharmed. Wonderful. Thank God. The incident comes a day after a one-year-old boy was inside a running Jeep when it was stolen from outside a home in North Minneapolis. He was found safe in Brooklyn Center after a woman spotted the vehicle, presumably due to having been alerted on her phone by the Amber Alert. Yeah, it says she was. She was. She was, yeah. She was the guy on her binoculars? I think so. Yeah. She was a good lady. God love you, uh, people. People, what is wrong with you? You... We're... Here, I'm going to read something else that led me to a deep thought on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. I can, I can tell you before you do that. I can tell yeah. you what's wrong with people. Bad things haven't happened to them. They think they're infallible. Bad things, lots of bad things have happened to me. Yep. So I'm suspicious of virtually everything and everybody. Right. That's how I stay alive. I don't trust you. Well, I think we're entering a new paradigm of crime i i think that well let me let me set it up with this story uh the owner of the uh the gnome which is a restaurant i believe on selby avenue in st paul yes in the yeah. cathedral hill neighborhood mm-hmm. yep. brian ingram uh said uh, thieves use crowbars to break into his restaurant once inside they stole a safe containing a couple of hundred bucks uh, we have 21 cameras in here and alarms going off, said Ingram. That's what's scary. They're not afraid of anything anymore. Ingram said it took police 24 minutes to get to his business. But he doesn't blame them for the slow response. He blames city leaders. In a video shared widely on social media Sunday, Ingram begged city leaders to do something about what he says is an increase in crime. This is insanity that our businesses are being robbed daily, he said. Where are you elected officials? What are you doing? It's time for you to step up and step out. Sunday's incident was the third robbery at the restaurant in the last 10 days. 
Jeez, including a carjacking where a couple was victimized while leaving the restaurant. Wow. Right now, it seems in our city, it's carte blanche to do whatever you want. Yes. If you are a criminal, you know we don't have enough police officers, and they're not going. If they're not going to show up for thirty minutes, you can get in and out in five. What's to stop you? St. Paul police say robberies across the city are down fifteen percent, but in the Western District, where the uh, the gnome is, there's an increase in robberies. We're just one restaurant. Everybody I'm talking about is around us is being robbed. Said Ingram, our officials, it's just cricket noise. We're not hearing anything from them. Ingrid said he's tried to make contact with the city council member who represents his neighborhood, Dai Tao, with no response. Tao's office did not respond to Fox 9's request for comment. After posting, uh, Ingram did receive a call from Mayor Melvin Carter, and he issued a statement. The safety concerns the pandemic has brought demand. The safety concerns the pandemic has brought. Okay. The safety concerns the pandemic has brought demand action. What does robbing have to do with the pandemic? Right. Uh, basically, what I heard there was... That's deflection is what that is. I am working closely with impacted community members and police department leadership alike to adjust our public safety strategies to meet this unprecedented yeah, no. moment. Okay. No, 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 he's blaming the pandemic on... Uh, no, no, no. no he's, the rejected. He's wrong. Give me my yeah. big pad of yeah. uh, stamper and I reject these. These aren't people going hungry and trying to put food on their family. These are people taking advantage of an opportunity. Less police, police more busy. They they know what they can get away with. Pandemic has nothing to do with this. No, you lying frauds. The only thing we've heard from Melvin is that hey, I'm I'm running I'm running again for office. Mm-hmm. No, he he along with Minneapolis. They're all frauds. They're all liars, and they're all crooks. But there's, but there's a change in, boy, I'm struggling for the words. There's a change in the, in the temperament of young people. Yeah. Uh, they, Bold did you see where a, yes, yeah. did you see where a 16 year old kid uh, was arrested for his part in the beating up of two women at Talbots in Highland about three weeks ago? Yep. Okay. Oh, no. Good. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I hope he gets some time. Who but knows? he's 16. He's yeah. probably in and out already. Quick yeah. turnaround for that kid. And then you'll note, uh, I told you a story in my naivete. I was so shocked by it, having never witnessed it before. Well, first I told you the CP witnessed some kids stealing stuff at, a, at the same Walgreens where the lady just lost her car. And that when she went to say something, she was she was waved off by people working behind the prescription counter. Yeah. In other words, don't involve yourself. We don't yeah, want to see know. you get hurt. Yeah. yeah. We know. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm walking into a Walgreens on Grand Avenue about oh, yeah. a month ago. I forgot about this. And... I followed three girls in, three teens, and I went to, what was that? Oh, typing paper. I went to get a ream of typing paper. And by the, I, I knew where it was, so I walked directly to the stationary aisle, got the typing paper, walked back, paid for it, and as I did, these same three girls are, are scam, scampering, somewhat giddily, by the way, out the door, each of whom with a handheld basket of beauty products. And I said to myself, well, wait a minute. There's yeah. no way they paid for that. No. They, they would have been ahead of me. There's no way they paid for that. So I went out and I got the license number of one of the cars and I walked back in and said to the manager, do you know you just got ripped off? And he said, yeah, I know. I said, well, do you want the license plate number of one of the cars? And he said, sure, I'll call it in. But it was, he was so resigned to it. Right. We're, right. we're seeing 
we're seeing behavior that is completely unaffected by any moral or ethical fear. We're seeing behavior by young people who, it's beyond that they don't care. We're seeing behavior that that is appalling to those of us past a certain age who had respect for authority. There's no respect for authority. None. Right, right. And now when I go to get paper, I'm always on the lookout for this. Well, you can get it for free at work, but... And you're the only person that still calls it typing paper. We, the rest of us call it copy paper, but All right. uh, that's beside the point. Um, and Chris, one of Chris's arguments is, um, well, these that 16 year old, these 16, you know, these kids need to be in school, and that's why they're doing this. Ah, you know, I, I, I'm at the point where I'm calling BS on that. I agree somewhat, but uh, I don't think them being in school would change matters. No, I think if they're going to behave like that, they'd behave like that. Despite no being in what. school, right, yeah. right, yeah. you know, yeah, and then I think, yeah. oh, security guard, Walgreens should have a security guard. Well, they just overpower them. I, I mean, right. you need a team of security guards. You, you know, um, the restaurant you mentioned, um, what, no, what was the yeah, the gnome. They they the don't gnome. need just not just a security guard. You know, they they need six guys on hand. You know, I know companies that do have a team of security guards, and they're still getting hit. You know, parking at, lot, at, cars, etc. At what point does the criminal realize that the gnome is on to them and they're not keeping anything in the when, safe when anymore? When they get shot in the face, Matthew. That's when. But if the, if the gnome isn't Violence is the only thing that will no, cure I, violence. And, I think Rook is saying... we can't endorse that and we can't go there. I think Rook is saying... Rook, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems to me you're saying that the uh, gnome would have their uh, uh, pictures clearly on their video cameras. Right. right. And, and then, but also, They don't care. They don't care. But also, they're not putting anything in the safe anymore. You right. know, they're not, not putting their $100 in the, or, or maybe it's just a Right, so then they cash. get attacked when they're leaving for the night, you know. Um, you recall the story about the guy who was a retired uh, deputy sheriff leaving Mancini's two months ago with his wife and was... Uh, was confronted about, give me the keys to your car, and he pulled out his gun. Remember that story? Yep. No. How'd that turn out for him? Turned out well. Nobody got killed, and he got his car, and those guys fled. Yeah. I guess you call that turning out well. (laughs) Yes. You know, I'm afraid we're at the point where if somebody's in a restaurant and they're protecting their their, uh, property in the middle of the night, the only thing that's going to stop these kids is a good sound beating, you know? Yeah, and then what kind of tr- what kind of trouble would I have been in for confronting the three girls at Walgreens? I'm you white. You got your ass kicked. Well, they're not. Have white. you ever they, seen a Have you ever seen a girl fight? Yeah, no, they can be violent. Boy fight. They can yeah, be violent. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, they don't they're hold bad. back. Yeah, it, no, it's, it's, just, it's just a shame. Gone are the days of a cat fight. No, these are vicious, vicious fights. Well, and there is no area in the metro where you are safe right, from this. Right. It's going this can way happen up into the anywhere, suburbs. anytime, yep. anytime, yep. anywhere. And it is, Joe. It is. Well, it's I'm spreading gu- everywhere. I'm guilty of it right now, calling out Walgreens and, and Highland Park, and that was unheard of. There was no crime and maybe an occasional break-in of a, of a garage or something like that. But there weren't these carjackings of the the, and the, the paper boy that was beaten up, uh, the oh, pizza yeah. delivery guy. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very fr- it's think- frustrating. I think the beatdowns they're issuing are just part of the thrill for them. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's it'd be a, it's this is an old reference, but it's counting coup is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's parents, putting notches on on your handles, whatever. Parents, please don't leave your kid in a car unattended. Please, it's not worth it. All right, you Gabe, know. you got to come into the store with me, Gabe. Well, your kid is old. You could, <laughs> your kid would sell him the car. Yeah. <laughs> he would. He would. But, geez, don't do it. And and the other thing that's really become foolish is starting your car in the morning uh, in the event it's not in the garage and then going back in and having your second cup of coffee hoping to come out to a warm car to drive to work. Uh, oh, your car will be gone. the story? It was Lakeville. Or Apple Valley, both the wife and the husband had their cars running in the garage. Yeah, we had this story two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. wasn't it a GL or two? Or was it right out of the paper? I don't know. It was know, out of the paper, and, and, and obviously they had the garage door open with right. their cars running. And then right. they come out, the cars are gone. But meanwhile, in the rest of America, Such, my truck has been running since 430 and it still is. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that everywhere. It's just sitting yeah, but, out there idling. But nobody would want that anyway. It's right. just a dreadful vehicle. <laughs> it's a 2016. The only thing wrong with it is the stink from inside. Oh, God. That's when the carjackers bring your keys to the door and say, hey, you know what? We were thinking about it, but uh, no, we're, we're not yeah. going to leave. Hey, carjackers, I lost a dead fish in there somewhere. I can't find it. But No, they get in there and they say, what? What smells like salmon? Was he at Grunhoffers? Is this the guy on the radio that's talking about he goes to Grunhoffers and gets a hunk of salmon and eats it with his bare hands? And then he gets it all over the steering wheel? Is that this guy? That's me. me. Look at this. There's crumbs of meatloaf on the front seat. Yeah, what kind of meatloaf? Gnawed on pieces of bacon. Jerky thrown all over the place. This is the Grunhoffers guy. He never even makes it home before he eats all the meatloaf. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, where there are now three meatloafs. Meatloaf tartar. The meatloaf, the town ball meatloaf, and the Minnesota meatloaf. Town ball's got a little bacon and cheese in it, uh, and the Minnesota's got a little wild rice and mushrooms in it, and the meatloaf is just the meatloaf. I hope you enjoyed this yesterday on your various Super Bowl Sunday feasts. Mm. But uh, Grunhofer's would have been the place to shop for the brats, the burgers, the steaks, the bacon, the ham, the seasoning, the jerky, the salmon, everything that has uh, really fouled up Kenny's truck. Uh, and it's all <laughs> great, great smelling food, but they're, they're designed to be uh, consumed in a kitchen or perhaps at a, a dining room table. They're, they're not designed to be consumed uh, snarfing it into your mouth, driving down the freeway, and, and getting your hands dirty. Right. That's not how they're designed Come to on. be enjoyed. Free they're country. just not designed to be enjoyed that Free way. Country. It's, oh, man, it's Grunhofer's. Uh, there was a neat piece in the paper today about a guy who wants to create a downtown Hugo out of whole cloth. There's a little lake mm. there behind uh, behind Hugo, and he wants to create a downtown there with a with a walkway with restaurants and and saloons and little shops. And Hugo's uh, a great area. And man, you'd be only you'd be in walking distance to tell the restaurant, "I'll eat here if you get the stuff from Grunhofer's." Right, right. It's right at the north end of your new downtown here on Highway 61 in Hugo, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. When it gets cold, he gets hot. Joe Suchere. 
Are we talking to Patrick today? Uh, he said he is available for a, uh, a Super Bowl call-in. He's not available for Monday Night Sports Talk, but I do believe, uh, Rook, we should touch base with him regarding last night's game. I will send him a text. All right. Kenny, do you have something? I'm sorry. Suits, you know how, uh, how even though you probably won't buy a boat, you still look for them every day? Every day. Same with <laughs> cars. Yep. My nephew is only 14. He's from Texas, Devin. Him and Tyler twins. He's got it so bad. He was up here in town last week for seven days, Saturday through Saturday. And while he was here, poor Devin, he bought a 14-foot Lund, you know, one of those red numbers, a classic. And it had an old red Johnson. I think they're seven and a half horse, aren't they? Like from the late fifties. Well, there was five and a half, seven and a half. It was if it was red, it was about yeah. a nineteen fifty six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a red one, seven and a half horse. Or, of course, he brought it over to my place to store it. So I immediately gifted him two cans of Seafoam Marine Pro, and then immediately oh, yeah. added some to his tank. And then uh, the day be- uh, the day before, I gassed up a couple of sleds. I got to take the fellas from Texas snowmobiling. I got to tell you, that was fun. Ten miles an hour the whole time. But I added to the uh, sled tanks. I gassed up the, the uh, truck over the weekend, added a half a can of high-mileage motor treatment to the tank. You starting to get the picture here, GL? I, I love this stuff more than chicken gravy. And here's the big move. I think it is for me anyway. I recently used my last can of WD for target practice. Boy, that baby exploded. I have moved up in the world to Seafoam Deep Creep Penetrating Oil and Lube, and it works better, and it smells better, and thanks to the uh, GLer that recommended that I use it as gun lube, it works perfectly as a gun lube. And by the way, it's the Seafoam, available everywhere, nationally and worldwide. Keeps small engines and their tiny, rotten little carbs clean. It works in Works in the oil. You can dump it right in the oil to clean your cylinders and rings, carburetors, injectors. They're always happy with seafoam. The mileage on my truck has actually improved nicely since I started using the high mileage treatment. It's a wonderful, wonderful product in a world of ga- bad gas. It's seafoam. Man, do I dump a lot of that in the snowblower. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. I go through this like and that baby runs sweet. Beer. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. do you do the do you do the ounce per gallon formula? Uh, I just I give it a it. swig. You give it a it's, swig. Yeah, it's like when my wife is in the kitchen and I ask her for the recipe. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little yeah. bit of that, a dash of this. I just wing it. Just I'm a dollop guy. I like to give it a yeah. dollop. Dollop. A good yeah. dollop. Uh, rookie, inform me about Patrick. Uh, I'm waiting for a response. Well, in the meantime, I'd like to tell you that we've had another. Gender reveal party go south. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, no. Uh, honest to God, uh, it's got to be the Samer theory. Uh, people are just nuts and getting increasingly nuts because of the pandemic. A 26 year old Michigan man was killed in an explosion that occurred during a baby shower, according to Gaines Township authorities. A small cannon was fired in the backyard of a home by the homeowner. It blew up. It sprayed metal shrapnel that struck the man who was standing nearby. Oh, wow. The man was taken in serious condition to Hurley Medical Center in Flint, where he later died. The man has been identified as Evan Thomas Silva from Heartland. CBS affiliate WNEM reported. Three parked cars in the garage where the baby shower was being held were also struck by shrapnel. 
Michigan State Police said it is suspected the cannon gunpowder in the evidence caused the cannon to fracture. They bought the cannon at an auction. The device had been fired by the homeowner several times. Telephone calls Sunday to Gaines Township authorities for additional information were not immediately, immediately returned. In recent years, some gender reveal events where devices eject confetti, balloons, or other objects to announce a soon-to-be-born child's sex have taken a dangerous turn. In September, a couple's plan to reveal their baby's gender with blue or pink smoke sparked a wildfire that burned thousands of acres in Southern California. And in 2019, a homemade explosive used to reveal a baby's gender killed 56-year-old Pamela Cremeyer in Knoxville, Iowa. The device was meant to spray powder, but instead blew up like a pipe bomb. Wow. You know, let me tell you Jeez. something, people. Let me tell you something. Wow. Just have the kid and then just tell people who ask you, What'd you have? Well, we had a boy. Okay, thank you. And hand out uh, pink or blue cigars. What the hell is wrong with people? Everybody's trying to outdo the other and be the thing to go viral and be creative. That is the name of today's program. I think you've used that phrase in a number of different scenarios. What the hell is wrong with people? What the hell is wrong with people? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. You suspect global warming is weakening glaciers, so you've got one hydroelectric plant below the glacier, and which feeds two <laughs> rivers. I, I got an idea. Let's build a new one right here next to it, uh, because uh, we don't think that glacier will ever succumb. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. I, what the I, hell's wrong with you? What the hell's wrong with what's people? What's wrong with people? Kid, people leaving their kids and running cars outside of the drugstore. Hey, we're going to have a baby. You? Let's drag out the cannon and fire that sucker. What's wrong wrong with you? you? What the hell's wrong with you? God almighty. I used to have a cannon that shot stuff. I can't find it. Oh, yeah. Remember that cannon? That was the restoration hardware one. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah, that was cool. I think we know where that went. I think it, I think I wore it out. I think, I, think I, wore it out. I wore it out. I was going to say she she made it disappear on one of those long weekends of yours. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. Downing notes uh, regarding the uh, uh, Ken Burns coming under attack last week. Remember Ken Burns? He's not diverse enough. Right. Right. And then uh, Bernie Sanders was turned on as a privileged white male because he had the audacity to wear mittens to the inauguration and some fruitcake teacher in San Francisco wrote about that. Uh, they're eating their own and, and downing notes. Well, first they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Remember that quote? Yeah. Yep. But that's yeah, what's and happening. he used that in a lot of different incidents his, uh, in the last year or so. You know, uh, There's a woman I, I refuse to give her any publicity, uh, but the Washington Post yesterday uh, printed her – oh, hell, I'll tell you her name just a minute. I got it written down here. You got her. J- Jamie – I think it's Goodall. Let me look. Let me look. Yes, I'm – my memory still works. Jamie Goodall. She wrote an opinion piece for the Washington Post uh, yesterday. She has a Ph.D. in uh, undergraduate history, and she studied uh, uh, piracy, of all things, in the, in the failed academy. 
and she she believes that the name Buccaneers uh, embodies a love of uh, of cutthroat behavior, and that the team should not be named the Buccaneers because pirates did a lot of bad things. Now, my question is: not only is she not only is she ridiculous, but what? What motivates? Well, I guess the answer is it's the Washington Post. But I was—I'm wondering rhetorically, what motivates the Washington Post to even print that? It's just—it's just gibberish. It's just nonsense. It is to equate the uh, to equate the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with uh, piracy on the high seas. Isn't that the point of the name altogether? Anyway, I mean, weren't weren't they picking names that were supposed to? Instill fear. The Vikings yeah, drink the blood from your skull. Yeah. The Buccaneers, etc. The well, Bears. then you got to get rid of the Pittsburgh Pirates. We've been down this road a the million Pirates, times. Right. What would pass muster with the woke? Nothing. The daisies. The Nothing. red rose. No, not roses because they have thorns. Yeah. These people are right. crazy. They're insane. It's a mental illness. I am convinced that if you get up in the morning and you think, man, I got to write a piece for the Washington Post where I can point out to people how wrong the name Buccaneers is, I'm sorry. I think you're mentally ill, however, allegedly. You're ill. I'd pull the allegedly out of there. No, I don't want to hear from these morons. You're ill. You are ill. If you write a piece saying Bernie Sanders wearing mittens is an example of white privilege, you're ill. There's something wrong in your neurons. Your neurons aren't firing correctly. There was another one I got sent over the weekend called the snowplow test. And it's a woman who writes for the Los Angeles Times based in New York. And to avoid the pandemic, she, she left where she was living in Brooklyn Heights and moved to a rural area and was, was shocked one morning. Well, apparently very recently during the snowstorm that hit the east, she was shocked to see that a neighbor had plowed her driveway for her. Oh no! Oh no! And and it, but she didn't know what to do and didn't know how much to thank him because she uh, understood that he was a Trump supporter. So so <laughs> oh. so she she didn't she didn't know what to do and and she was shocked because you know in her elite world of right. quasi salon in your elitist view of the world if yeah. you somehow uh, supported trump you're just a, an uncouth heathen that isn't deserving of of <laughs> of the elite's uh, attention right. so here this guy and she even had to admit he backplowed you know he dragged the plow down the driveway and did it perfectly and she yeah. said i was really pleased with it but i don't know what to say to him i don't know if i can be <laughs> thankful I mean, that's a form of mental illness, too. Yes. It really is. Let me see if it I can really find is. that. You guys oh, might, my word. You guys might funny. get a kick out of that. Oh. And it was written about in the American conservative. Uh, I love that. He couldn't be that nice. No, Trump's uh, – of course he would not be that nice and do nice things for people. No. It's just no. not possible. I'm, I'm looking for it. All right. I suppose you- I could just Google the snowplow test. You want to, uh, while you look for it, do you want to take a break and come back with Patrick? Yes. All right, let's do that. We'll take a break and come back with Patrick and his Super Bowl comments.
Looking for a place to build your future? Think Sioux Falls. I'm Dean Diesick. And I'm Denise Gazetta from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. If you're planning your next career step or starting your own business, Sioux Falls has opportunities for you today. You'll find easy access to shopping, sports, and top flight entertainment, and an entrepreneur-friendly environment in a creative community. The Sioux Falls economy is growing fast, and we have great careers available for those who want to build a better future. Visit the Talent and Workforce Portal at Sioux Falls Development for all the reasons you should consider Sioux Falls. In Sioux Falls, companies invest in developing talent to accelerate your career track. It doesn't matter what your skill set is. We have a great opportunity for you. We're seeing growth right now in health and biosciences along with engineering design. Whether you're a teacher or a technician, a web designer or a welder, Sioux Falls has a place for you. Discover your new career and build your better future in Sioux Falls. Visit Talent and Workforce at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Patrick. Yes, Joe. I didn't think it was much of a game. Oh, man, our lad was under fire. Yep. Uh, it's one of the rare, racy, accurate predictions, although I certainly never expected this butt kicking. But right. uh, I think the reason I said I thought the Bucks would probably win is because they couldn't block the two ends, and they could not block the two ends. Or that linebacker, Devin White, is a monster uh, yep. for uh, Tampa. And uh, I thought our guy lost his composure, don't you? Uh, I do, Mahomes? I do. I think what what are you uh, hope to accomplish by retreating thirty yards? That's right. not going to work. So, right. uh, and he obviously that uh, broken toy is uh, as the game progressed, he seemed to start hobbling more and more the more he got hit. But uh, what a beating! Yep. I hate to say this, but do you have the feeling that perhaps Andy Reid? was so rattled by what his son did that uh, he really had a hard time doing his usual preparation the last five, few final days uh, for this game. I just, you know. I do, the, I do believe that, Pat. I do. I want, I want to believe that. I want to believe that it got to him as a human. Well, you know, he had two sons. They're twins, and they yep. were just complete rounders. And this was kind of the prize of the two. This guy had uh, gotten straightened out to the point he made him a coach on the team, and now he might have uh, either killed or significantly damaged a, a young child and hurt two young girls driving drunk. And uh, I got to think that everything Andy hoped he had accomplished with this kid just blew up in his in his face and his brain, and uh, that that just didn't look like the same guy. I agree with you. I, I think it was a shadow over that club, don't you? Yes, I do. I yeah. think that they made the kid a assistant special teams coach or something, and uh, I think everyone was excited about his recovery. And uh, meanwhile, he was uh, he was obviously uh, falling into his uh, unfortunate ways of the past. And uh, I don't know. I just thought that uh, they were not. 
they 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 were not into it from the get go. Now I uh, I would question half of those penalties that were called on them. Mm-hmm. It seemed to me that the Bucks defensive backs got away with a lot more than the Chiefs defensive backs did, as far as holding and grabbing people. But uh, that said, at the first half, the officiating certainly leaned the Bucks way, but it, it turned into such a butt-kicking that there can be no complaints about that. I mean, it was just a slaughter, and uh, they they just couldn't block him. And uh, another Super Bowl ring for Tom Moore, the 82-year-old former Rochester High School star who coached with the Vikings for a number of years, then was with Peyton with the Colts, and was brought in by Arians as a, a special consultant. And uh, it made me think of how Tice used to tell me that the best seminars he ever had as a coach were when he would get Tom on Friday nights, they would go to the TGIF bar in Bloomington, and he'd get some some red wines in Tom Moore, and he'd start drawing pass protection on bar napkins mm-hmm. and uh if you can't protect you can't play and we saw that yesterday if yep. you can't protect you can't play so right. pat given the way he's played all year and the way he played yesterday there's really no reason to believe brady can't do this again no he well he, you know halfway through the year he was being questioned he didn't look good and apparently this is not bs he came to Arians and said, let's stop doing all this fancy stuff yep. that you want to do, and we're going to run the ball. Let's run it straight ahead, and we're going to let's throw screen passes. Let's throw the ball short. That's what I do. And then every once in a while, we pump it up and throw it over the top. Yep. And I think Brady took charge of the offense, and that's what happened. And uh, Leftwich, the, the, big old, the big old quarterback that uh, is their offensive coordinator there, and I think has more responsibilities than the enemy does with Kansas City, uh, and signed on to that too. And they they just changed the way they played offense. One reason they did was they, they looked so rotten against the Vikings. They were lucky to beat the Vikings. You know they were just stumbling all around. And uh, they you know when the last time they played the Chiefs, they got drilled in the first half. But uh, uh, you know the Chiefs they had not only did they not have their best. Uh, tackle uh, Eric Fisher who was like all pro left tackle but they were missing their right tackle too so they they were missing both the tackles and, and the strength of the the boxes there those two defensive ends are fantastic so I guess it, it I didn't expect a mismatch but I'm not surprised at the outcome no and I bet you really enjoyed the weekend huh that uh that performance I did not uh, watch the weekend. How is the weekend? I didn't watch much of it either. He had a bunch of people out there dressed up in bandages like they were burn victims. Right. And Vulcans uh, with the red coats, retired yeah. Vulcans. Do we, is that uh, supposed to be funny? I, 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 Pat, I was lost. I'm lost. I didn't get it either. I usually timer for about 22 minutes at halftime and turn it back. And by then, at least they're at. Uh, I, I saw the end of the fireworks. Play, so yeah. that was they were shooting off the fireworks, but uh, that game really slowed down in the second half. Wow, it was uh, it was moving along pretty good there for a while. So. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was one of the. Remember, we used to 
complain about one-sided Super Bowls, well, this is one of those, that's for sure. It just wasn't what I expected at all. It really wasn't. Oh, God, no. God, no. It wasn't what Pat Mahomes expected either. Right. He did not expect it to get steamrolled like that, that's for sure. I bet he so, put more miles on yesterday than he had in any game this year running around. Yeah, that's right. I said on Twitter this morning, Jim, I learned two things in the last 13 hours. A, yeah. good tackles are going to cost another 4 or $5 million extra every year after watching that game yesterday. Yep. And here's the other thing. It's a domestic thing. Uh, when you are 10 minutes from home and think you left the garage door open, Yep. <laughs> on a below zero day and drive back to check. Yep. It's always closed. I, I've yes. done it myself, son. <laughs> and here's the deal. Had I, I had the option of calling home and okay. saying, hey, could you check if I left the garage door open? Right. But it wouldn't have been worth the abuse if I had left the garage door <laughs> Right, door open. right. You made the oh, right call. God. I just decided to do the ten-minute reverse, to, uh, yeah. rather than uh, rather than check myself. That uh, if if indeed I had left the garage door open, it wouldn't have been worth it. To, uh, what she what she doesn't know will give you peace of mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. That is right. That's true for sure, Kenny. I believe yeah. you said that I was the kiss of death when I said the Bucks were going to win. Or did you? Yeah. I, I expect an apology here. Uh, Pat, well, you're right. You know what? You're right. I apologize. But in my defense, <laughs> this is might be the first time you've ever picked correctly. <laughs> so. At least when there was some doubt about the outcome, it's probably the first Yeah, you know, but you I'm are right. I, and I apologize. I usually am on the uh, other end of it, that's for sure. <laughs> So well, Patrick, we won't have Monday night sports talk tonight, but we'll have a Tuesday night edition tomorrow. Tuesday How's that? version, because I'm out in the sticks here and uh, and uh, uh, trying to round up a, a piece of uh, for uh, later in the week. So it's it's like those days when I had the 440 call in, and I was seven miles to the next town, and I always would say, "Can I make it and find a payphone?" Right. Or should I take the sure thing? And of course, I always drove and end up being late. So. Roll the dice. Yes. Always roll the dice. That's true. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Hey, for you GLers who've been hearing me lavish praise on Red Savoy Pizza, I've been doing so for good reason. I love it. It's what I get. Uh, and there's a special deal for GLers. For a limited time, you can get an order of free bone-in or boneless wings with the purchase of the pizza. But this is for GLers. You can't walk in unless you're on the app, unless you signed up to do it. To take advantage of this Red uh, Savoy special, visit SavoyPizza.com or go on the Savoy app to build the pizza you want. Then add an order of wings to your order and use the promo code GL at checkout. You're getting the wings for free. You're getting them for free. It's an online offer only, and it will be for a limited time. So go give Red Savoy Pizza a try and enjoy an order of free wings on us. And uh, let me tell you something. This isn't the Chicago deep dish pizza. This isn't New York's giant slices. This is soda style born in a bar in 1965. It's uh, 
cut in squares and thin crust, mm. heavy on the cheese and toppings. It's just the best, and you can get it now all over the metro. Apple Valley, Blaine, Burnsville, Egan, Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville, Soon, Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park, Downtown St. Paul, uh, White Bear Avenue in St. Paul, Snelling Avenue in St. Paul, Badness Heights in Woodbury. And remember, you want the free wings? That's an order. That's a special for you GLers. You, uh, it's an online special. And use GL at checkout. Check it out yourself. Red Savoy Pizza. It's the best. And it's been the best since 1965. Man, I bet so many GLers took full advantage of that during the Super Bowl. I think Don't so. You think? I would. Hell yeah, double sausage and make it crispy. No, no, you just, just the, the house special is my favorite. You get enough sausage. All right, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> as Joe plays bass. Sioux Falls is the place, and now is the time. Sioux Falls has build-ready sites and available buildings to get your company up and running fast. Any size company will find fewer taxes, less red tape, and higher profits in Sioux Falls. Check out the website, SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. I was telling you about something called the snowplow test. Uh, that is the headline given to a piece written in the American Conservative by a guy named Rod Dreher. And what he did is apparently read a Los Angeles Times column by a woman named Virginia Heffernan, who was stationed on the East Coast, and to avoid COVID, she's now living in some rural area in the East Coast. And I think she wrote a column called What to Do About the Trumpites Who Live Next Door, something right. like that, Correct. Kenny. Yeah, Correct, yes. And this guy, whoever Rod is, he wrote it, and he's having a lot of fun with it. Uh, he writes, The Los Angeles Times columnist Virginia Heffernan, who lives in Brooklyn Heights, but who lives somewhere rurally to escape COVID, recently had a dilemma. Her Trump-loving neighbors did something nice for her. She doesn't know what the right thing to do about it is. Now, stop right there. Normal people don't have this problem. Normal people think, man, that was nice, and start thinking of a way to return the kindness. But normal people are not Harvard-educated, New York-based liberal journalists. Hence, Heffernan's revealing column excerpts. Oh, the Trumpites next door to our pandemic getaway, who seem as devoted to the ex-president as you can get without being Q fans, just plowed our driveway without being asked and did a great job. How am I going to resist demands for unity in the face of this act of aggressive niceness? Of course, on some level, I realize I owe them thanks. And, yeah. man, it really looks like the guy backdragged the driveway like a pro. But how much yeah. thanks? These neighbors are staunch partisans of blue lives, and there aren't a lot of anything other than white lives in the neighborhood. This is also kind of weird. Back in the city, people don't sweep other people's walkways for nothing. It takes a New Yorker to be confronted with someone doing something nice for them and get suspicious about it. That's what the the author wrote. Uh it, uh, on January 6th, after the insurrection of Ben Sass issued an aw shucks plea for all Americans to love their neighbors, the United States, he said, isn't Hatfields and McCoys, the blood feud forever, uh, forever. And he said, you can't hate someone who shovels your driveway. And then so, uh, here, here's, here's this woman who's 
and she faces just from the offer. Uh, let me tell you something, Virginia. Your neighbors probably have no idea who Ben Sass is and isn't right. looking to reconcile with you, much less receive your absolution. Here, they here. just wanted to do something nice for you because you are their neighbor, and that's what neighbors do. In fa- uh, The fact that you assume there must be some politically aware motive behind the action says a lot about you. I grew up in the rural South, and trust me, nobody stopped to ask what one's politics were before doing something nice for them. This is not how people who live outside the blue state uh, cosmopolises. Uh, and so he goes on to just rip the hell out of this precious fool who, whose sin, if, it, if that's the word, is that she views her life only through politics. She can't view right. her life like a right. normal human being. Sad, sad. Yeah. Yep. And so here's some Trumpers that help her out. She's she's paralyzed with fear. What do I do? What do I do? Well, lady, what you do is when you see Bert the next time, you you say, hey, thank you for the other day. Thank you. That's all it is, it's lady. It's simple. no more complicated than that, so, you dummy. So simple. So Gee, simple. Gee Or bake him some cookies. Oh, wait, you're a salon dweller. You probably know how to bake. No. Okay, buy him some cookies. Better, better yet. Uh, run over to Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden yes. Stores and, and get a, one of those little mini grills, little charcoal mini grills. You don't have to buy them a big, huge grill. You can say, you know what, grill some burgers. Here you go. I'm I'm giving you this gift from Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Or buy a shovel because she sounds like the type who wouldn't have bothered to shovel the snow anyway. Oh, I bet all are welcome here. I bet, I bet, I bet she doesn't practice here. space management. I bet she doesn't practice space management. But no isn't that something? Not. Oh, I don't know what to do. They're Trump people. No, here's what you do, lady. You say, hey, thanks. That's it's it. that simple. It's that simple. <sighs> Only because they come to us all the way from yeah. Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, mm-hmm. South Africa. Uh, on this day in 1831. What happened? Well, Joseph A. Wheelock was born in Bridgetown, Nova Scotia. He moved to St. Paul in 1850 and got involved in the newspaper business, helping found the St. Paul Daily Press in 1861 and serving as editor of its successor, the St. Paul Pioneer Press, for 30 years. He would also be active in the development of St. Paul's parks and boulevards, and Wheelock Parkway is named in his honor. Nice. He died in 1906. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to start it, huh? In 1916, representing the state of Minnesota, a statue of pioneer, trader, and senator Henry M. Rice was unveiled in Statuary Hall in the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. I wonder if he's still there. Or did, they, we do, did we find out he was a bad Boy, guy? If, uh, if he did anything, if he did anything wrong, cross the street the wrong way, they'll take it down. And on this day in 1933, Feb 8. Two bandits robbed the Shenandoah Pharmacy on Chicago Avenue. 21-year-old Eddie Larson is shot by Minneapolis police officers Carl A. Johnson and C.E. Bettinger after after he fires at them from behind a counter. And 19-year-old Fred Samler, who was rifling the cash register, is wounded by Johnson. Larson died shortly after arriving at General Hospital, and Samler later admits he and Larson had committed several holdups earlier that evening. You got two great words in there. That's Bandits it. and yep. holdups. Yep. You don't hear holdups anymore. Or and today, bandits. today yeah, that would have been word. met with that would have been met with civic unrest today, and there would be street closures and broken windows and true. bonfires because two bad guys got shot. Very true. Yeah. Okay, GLers. Well, uh, not a much true. of a break in our week long weather forecast, is there? No, it's zeros. It's goose eggs all it's the goose way across eggs, the baby. board. Yeah. But you know what? It's February 8th. If, if you're one of the not normal people, 
This is a this is a chilly spring day, but you're you're one day closer. I plan to walk. Depends on the wind. If it's windy, I might not. If it's not windy, I'm walking. How was your commute today? I had a great run to work today. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. I was worried about you. I was thinking about time. you. All right, well, if you've got extra time and you want to poke around PodMN on your smartphone, you can do so and find a library of podcasts that will interest you just like Garage Logic. Check them out on your web, on your, uh, excuse me, your phone at PodMN or your computer, PodMN, and just add PodMN.com. That's it for this chilly version on Garage Logic. We'll catch you next time. Roz.